Turn to Genesis chapter 7. So we're making our way. And uh, let's read verse 1. Starting from verse 1. And uh, we're going to keep it a bit shorter. Just to verse 5 today. Uh, to summarize. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you are all, you and all your household, for you alone have seen to be, I have seen to be righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven pairs of every clean animal, a male and his female, and two of any animal that are not clean, a male and his female, also of the birds of the sky, seven pairs, male and female, to keep the offspring alive on the face of the earth forever. For after seven more days, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe out from the face of the land every living thing that I have made. So Noah acted in accordance with everything that the Lord had commanded him. Okay, and then the remaining of the chapter, uh, verses 17, then the flood came upon the earth for 40 days and water increased and lifted up the ark so that it was rose above the earth. The water prevailed, increased greatly upon the earth and basically wiped out uh, every living thing on, on land. Um, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. And so yesterday uh, I posed a question. Uh, are you okay with the flood? Right? Is God trustworthy? Do you trust him? Or are you not okay with the flood? Is that, is that problematic for you? Do you have a hard time seeing uh, uh, what God is doing or what his purpose is? Does it seem unjust, unfair? You know, uh, uh, you know, do we have thoughts of like, well, that's not how I would have done it. That doesn't seem fair. I would have done, you know. And then, and then you have to apply that to your own life. You know, we have difficulties and seasons in our own lives that, you know, we've all been through or are going through or will go through, you know, floods or difficult, traumatic seasons in our life. And in those times, is God trustworthy? And I think the more I think about it, God is either wholly all trustworthy or none. You, you can't second guess. You, you can't say, I trust him here, but I don't trust him. That You either trust him or you don't. Um, you know, there's, there's to say that I trust God in this, but I'm not sure, don't trust God in this. Um, I, I think it's, you know, there's holes in the boat. There's, there's holes in our belief. Um, you can, you can avoid avoidance, you know, that that's kind of helpful for a period. But when it comes crashing, when it, when it comes face to face, you have to make that call. Um, are you okay with the flood? And, and so I've been trying to show you from Genesis chapter one, all the way even to this point, all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the, you know, as we go to New Testament, everything throughout your lives, that God is trustworthy. He's proven it on the cross. He has a redemptive plan. There are places where he asks us the whole, the whole purpose of salvation, uh, that we may have relationship with him. Um, but also while we're living in him in this life is so that we can trust him for the places that we're unsure. Okay. Um, God has absolutely affirmed, secured, and shown that he is trustworthy through the cross. And then through those lens, I gave you the various lenses to look at scriptures. And if you don't have these lenses, you're going to have a hard time, you know, seeing God. Okay? Um, sometimes it's hard to trust and believe. But we must believe in the power of the cross. Um, so there's this, if, if you've never done inner healing, <clears throat> I highly encourage you guys to look into and to sign up for inner healing. Um, I've done inner healing through various ministries. I've done it 
um, in Hong Kong, uh, ministry outside of Solomon's Porch, Hong Kong. I've done inner healing in Hong Kong, Solomon's Porch, Hong Kong. I've done inner healing here in Singapore, uh, a ministry called Sozo, uh, outside of SP Singapore. I've done inner healing through Pastor uh, Bob and Pastor uh, Jenny. And so I've done it many times through ma many various ministries. And inner healing is basically this. Uh, I'll say it two ways, okay? Um, all of us have some form of trauma, you know, have gone through something difficult emotionally. Uh, it could be a, a really hard breakup relationship. It could be uh, uh, losing your job unexpectedly. It could be a loss of a loved one. It could be a, a physical ailment. It could be just, um, you know, a, a, a relationship with parents. It could be a relationship with church. Anything. Whether you, whether you are able to identify and are aware of it or not, or even if you're not. But as a result, there's, there's hurt. Right? We've all been hurt. Right? As a result, there's, there's a strife relationally. Maybe even unknown to you as a result of something that happened. You know, for example, you, you, uh, you grew up in a, in a relatively, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be well-to-do, but you, you, you grew up very comfortably. Your parents were very, you know, comfortable in their finances. And then all of a sudden, one day, they, they lost their business, lost their house. And, and you don't even realize as a child um, that that affected you. And so you have a, as today, you don't realize it, but you have a problem trusting God for His provision. Right? Does he see how that may work out? I, I knew someone um, <clears throat> whole life. I, I read about this actually. Um, whole life terrified of cats. Whole life, right? Like just every time he sees a cat, gets choked up and starts, you know, even even before from a distance. Um, hates cats, gets gets chills every time. And and you know, like was one day like 18, 19, hanging out with a family. He's like, oh, I don't know why I hate cats. I don't know like all that stuff and the aunt or someone or like the the mom was like what oh i know why because when you were two years or like one years old in your crib a cat accidentally fell in your crib and it terrified you and the child had no idea had no recollection of that account because because she was too young and so the whole rest of her life growing up she has this adversity she has this reaction doesn't even know why right that makes sense doesn't it stuff like that you know child so, so stuff has happened in our childhood that may have been repressed that you may not even be aware of. Certain, certain things may have happened that you're completely unaware of. And the way you think and process or have an adversity towards something or whatnot might be something that, that is so simple as saying a prayer and saying, Lord, you created cats. They're beautiful creatures. You know, I have, they're not my enemies. And boom, just like that, you're healed. Um, and so inner healing... Uh, uh, attempts is a, is a is a ministry is a tool that helps us to walk through various seasons in our lives and allows the holy spirit to pinpoint and identify um areas that we may be unaware that we've been hurt by so i did inner healing and you know all the big ticket stuff you know parents all of you guys need it you know uh maybe a little bit marriage you know uh, parenting <clears throat> and I got and I thought I was good you know because I'm mature I'm a I'm a mature pastor I planted you know churches and and then, then, then the inner healer asked this question so is there anything more I'm sitting there you know eyes closed no I'm good I'm good you know marriage 
you know, pastoring church, uh, you know, Pastor Sam song, you know, <laughs> right? You know, my, my pastor and, and all, all these things, you know, all the all, all my leaders and mentors, Pastor Ron from California, or, you, you know, you, you, you cover all these bases. And then, uh, and then I'm sitting there, I was like, actually, there's one more thing, okay? And, you know, I'm trying to keep my composure, and I was like, when I was in third grade, there was this girl, <laughs> and she's like, she said I was so ugly, and I started crying. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that hilarious though? Right? I didn't even know. Right? I didn't even know. And I remember Annie telling me of her inner healing encounter and, and she, you know, she hit all the big ticket stuff and yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, is there anything else that the Holy Spirit, you know, scan and everything? It's like, oh yeah, there's when this person said this to Sam and when this person said this to Sam and, and she started crying, she didn't even know why. She was like wait, you know, she's like wailing, like, oh it's just it, was, it, it hurt me so much. Um, and so it was, it was just quite beautiful. There's stuff, there's stuff unresolved that, that causes layers, that, that causes maybe emotional walls and shutdowns that blocks you from communing with God, from communing with others in the way that God has made you. So, so I would highly recommend Inner Healing for all of you. Um, our ministry is still developing, and so there's going to be a wait list, and, and you're just going to have to be okay with that. But there are other ministries in Singapore as well, excellent ministries, uh, as you, as you uh, wait for that as well. But one of the things they ask, one of the things they ask in inner healing is this. Um, you know, so, so if you've had a traumatic uh, um, episode or event, um, and I've gone through these with various uh, counselors and inner healers, and... Um, you know, I'll say there's this one time uh, my mom was really upset at me because I got really bad grades, and um, you know she was like really livid and really upset, and you know spanked a couple times, and and the, and the inner healing inner healer counselor will say this or, or minister, sorry, a non-certified inner healing ministry. They're called ministers. They're volunteers, okay, uh, and then they have you know certified counselors and things like that. So I, I want to make a distinction, um, but one of the key questions I ask is this. Where is Jesus in all of this? Right? Lost my job. It was traumatic. Uh, uh, lost a loved one in an accident. It was traumatic. Where was Jesus in all this? And oftentimes the people will say, He wasn't there. You know, I'm asking the same question. I can't see any reason or purpose. I can't see God or how this fits into the narrative in any way. He wasn't there. He doesn't care. Right? He left me alone, kind of a thing. And so the, obviously the minister knows, you know, so you walk them through, maybe approach it differently, give them some time. And in all the places of hurt, the idea is to recognize that Jesus was there in some form or shape, that he does care for you, that maybe he was protecting you. Maybe, maybe I wanted to jump out of that car and, and, and run away from home. But maybe Jesus, you know, so I was doing inner healing and I, I was saying, yeah, my mom was going crazy on me and like, I, I hated my mom. I, I wanted to leave the car. I wanted to run away. And then, you know, the inner healer was like, you know, where do you think Jesus was? I don't know. He wasn't there. He was, I wish, you know, and then, and then after many times I was like, oh, Jesus was, I, 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 you know, with my eyes closed praying and seeking, oh, I saw Jesus. He was right in the middle. He was sitting right in between me and my mom. He was this buffer. He was filtering, you know, as bad as it was. He took the brunt of it. And then, and then I said, oh, I also see Jesus on the outside of the car. He was holding the car. You know, he, he wouldn't let me leave because he knew that this would be okay. It would work out. My mom and I would reconcile. 
right? And, 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 and our relationship would be beautiful. So, so he was preventing me from leaving. Yeah, I can see how God's grace is in that. Do you guys see kind of, kind of? And so even in the midst of the storm, we're able to see even if just a glimpse where God might be moving and acting. Does that make sense? Oftentimes at the time and in the past, we don't see it. And that's, that's the scar. That's the result of how we respond now today. That's, that's shaped us. But if you can go back, right, as, as a believer, if you can go back as, as in maturity, and if you can go back and say, where was Jesus in those times? Oh, I think he was there. Oh, Lord, you were there. And he gives you that revelation. That will bring healing. That will bring restoration. And even how you process and live life today would be affected. Because those were kind of parameters or walls that were blocking you in. Does that make sense? So we're, we're looking for wholeness. We're looking for healing. You know, we're looking for uh, 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 freedom in Christ. Right? Listen. Many a people give their lives to Christ. Okay? They're saved eternally, but they're still in bondage. <laughs> right? Okay? <laughs> uh, Jeremy came here with his eyes closed because he's tired. <laughs> um, so, so uh, listen. Because you're saved eternally... there are still plenty of Christians who live in bondage. You're saved, but you're still in bondage. You're still bound by vices, by, by sins. Your sins are forgiven and you have eternal life. You're free eternally, right? But you're still in bondage because you're still trapped mindset or sins or things like that. Um, and God wants to set you free from all of those things, right? He wants you to live an abundant life and part of that you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, ways for that. Does that make sense? Okay, so where is Jesus? So let me ask you a question. You know, in the, in the floods of your life, I've asked you, where is Jesus, right? If you want to do inner healing, you, you, can, you can pray these things even when you go home on your own. When you look at the flood in chapter 7, God wipes out everyone, right? I asked you yesterday, are you okay with the flood, right? Well, you have to be if you believe in Jesus. Uh, uh, you can't be okay with Jesus, but not okay with the flood. That, that's, that's conflicting. That's, that's a double standard. You're, you're, you're only tricking yourself. And then in other places in life, when the crap hits the fan, which belief are you going to lean on? The one of the cross or the one of the flood kind of a thing. Does that make sense? So you've got, you got to be whole. You've got you to make sure it's all patched up. right? Because on your weak points and, and weak days, you're going to default into the gray. And then you're going to use, you know... Uh, uh, your own life experience tools and mechanisms that have gotten you this far. And you're going to rely on yourself. Okay? It always works that way. So here's, here's a million dollar question. Where is, where is Jesus? Where is God in the flood? God is wiping everyone out. It's complete mass judgment. Everyone gone. Right? That's a flood. Where is Jesus? Where is God in this? Where, where is his redemptive purpose and plan? Okay? Um, you don't have to answer that. Obviously, you know, there's inklings, you know, the, the ark, right? The boat. God is preserving. God is uh, uh, judgment, but at the same time, there's grace, right? He's preserving a family. He's preserving a line. He's, he's allowing a new beginning or a new creation, so to say, right? He's starting 
a new beginning, a new creation through the line of Noah. And so the Messianic line, the line that would, the promise he made in chapter 3 was not lost in the judgment of the flood. And through the preservation of Noah, the Messiah, Jesus, eventually would come. That was his grace. That was his provision. That was his second chance. Okay? Um, and so we understand that God gives mankind a second chance. That through Noah, he preserves a new beginning, a new creation. Uh, uh, he doesn't completely give up. Uh, he, he allows humanity to rebuild itself. Uh, and then ultimately that Christ would come and for the redemption and salvation for all those who believe. Amen? Amen? Um, when Jesus goes to the cross and dies. I've heard this phrase only once. I've heard this phrase only once, and I didn't make the connection until yesterday. And so I, I, I hope that you can maybe follow track with me, okay? Um, and I heard it from another pastor. Actually, it was Pastor Brian Kim, who's coming this uh, June uh, to, to uh, our retreat, June 2nd, June 4th. So he's gonna be our guest speaker. I've only heard it once anywhere, in any theological reading, in any books, classes, you know, I've got my masters, all my favorite speakers. I've only ever heard this phrase once, uh, and it was from uh, uh, from Pastor Brian Kim, a couple, you know, several years ago. And he said, on the cross, you know, Jesus was baptizing the world. I've, I've never heard that phrase before. I thought it was quite quite fascinating. Okay, um, we understand, you know, when we get baptized, we die. A baptism is symbolic. By the way, we have our Easter service coming up, Good Friday and Easter, and we have baptism service, uh, three classes leading up until April. I think it's April 13 or something like that. So we have three classes prior to April for baptism. If you haven't been baptized, please pray about it. Baptism is simply this. We do it, Scripture tells us to do it. Scripture tells us to do it for others. When you go in the water, you're basically dying to yourself. Right? That's why we, we, we you know, go in the water. We're, we're saying we die to our old self. We die to our old self, right? Um, and then when we come up out of the water, we're coming out into new life. A new life in Christ. The old is past, the new has come. I am now a new creation, right? Um, and so, when you look at the uh, flood, very similarly, the flood comes, everything dies. Right? Everything's wiped out. The old, the old world, the old, you know, the people are all wiped out, dead. And then when, when they come out of the flood, it's new life. It's a new beginning with, with Noah, a new start. Does that make sense? Do you guys see that imagery? And so I remember Pastor Brian Kim saying, oh, Jesus on the cross when he was dying, he was baptizing the world. You know, and, and so in the flood, God is judging the world with water. And through the, through the ark, life is preserved. Do you guys see that? On the cross, flip it, Jesus is, is, you know, the wood or the ark is being judged. But through his judgment, when he dies, heaven is opened up. The spirit of God is poured out. You know, the spirit is often symbolized as water. As a result of Jesus' death and judgment on him this time, not on the world, but on him. As a result, the water or the Holy Spirit is released and it cleanses the cosmos. The, the scriptures actually says Jesus died... Uh, and if you believe uh, that that uh, uh, you know all all will be saved, cosmos it, it means it, cosmos means universe means everything, everyone, right? Theologically, we've come to find you know 
uh, there's debate, but we'll say things like only those who are, you know, who believe are saved, right? And, and, and I understand that. I, there's a bit of duality to it, but, but I understand it. it's, it's okay. You have to really believe. You have to have, really have a relationship. You know, it's by, it's by faith only that you're saved. But, but Jesus came effectively so that all would be saved. But ultimately, remember, free will and choice, you have to choose. Does that make sense? Um, so I won't go as far as to say on his one act, every single person for all time, from all creation to now is saved. I, they, have the, they have the ability to be saved. So Jesus' blood was shed for all mankind, but ultimately you have to subscribe, you have to believe. Does that make sense? I'll just keep it there for now, very simply. And so, you know, when you look at the flood and you say, where's Jesus? It's, 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 the imagery is all there. It's very symbolic. God was bringing judgment on the world, but preserving the line of the uh, Messiah to come. Um, but on the cross, he, he brought judgment on Jesus, his son. It was reversed. You know, heaven would pay the bill. God would pay the price. Jesus would be the ultimate sacrifice. And through him, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come out for the baptism or for the salvation for those who would believe of all the world. And so when you ask me, where is... I found this on the web. You know, where, where is God even in the flood, right? He's right there. It's a foreshadowing. God is saying, no matter how bad it is, I'm in it. I'm in it. No matter how destructive it is, no matter how painful it is, no matter how hard it is, I'm in it. There's a redemptive seed. There's a way that I can bring you out of this. But you have to look to the cross. Amen? Isn't that, isn't that pretty cool? Right? The, the whole flip, and then you see it on the cross, and then through that lens, right? You have to see Jesus on the cross through that lens. You look back at the flood. Oh, wow. You know, God brought judgment on all mankind, preserved uh, through Noah. But one day, one day, he would take all the judgment of mankind upon himself. And then all those who would believe would be saved. Right? And so there's a purpose and a plan in our lives, in our snapshots. God has a redemptive purpose. No matter how devastating a season in your life has been in the flood, God has a redemptive purpose all throughout scriptures if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in the cross. Amen? Amen? Let's give him praise. Let's have the worship team come up. And um, <laughs> let's have Charles come up. <laughs> And so this morning, just again, as we reflect and as we prepare, are you okay with the floods in your life? Is God trustworthy? Are you okay now, today, to let go and say, God, in those floods and seasons of the past, I let them go. God, I trust you. Can you confess that to the Lord this morning? Lord, this thing that happened, that thing that happened, man, it wiped me out. But I just want to say this morning that I trust you, that you are trustworthy, that your work on the cross is full and complete. And I don't trust you only for the places that you have shown yourself, I trust you, especially in the places where I don't know and, and I wasn't able to be aware of where you were. Lord, show me. Show me where you are in this. Lord, give me revelation. Show me where you are in this. Let's play this, uh, pray this prayer and then let's respond in worship. Why don't we all rise?